Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott is alongside. As always, hello, Scott. Sean, what just happened? I don't know. We are recording this immediately after the Scotty's Tournament of Hearts final. We have a new Canadian women's curling champion, Chelsea Carey, and her team out of Alberta with an extra end victory over Rachel Homan and her squad representing Ontario. Scott, it was 5-1. to one for Ontario after four ends, and we thought we were going to have an early night. Yeah, we were looking to go to the bar, Sean, play some trivia, you know, have a have a beer or two, but holy cow, what a comeback. Yeah, that was something else. So, I mean, let's just get right into it. And uh, what, what, First uh, off, before, <laughs> before we get started, would you yeah. say Chelsea Carey and Alberta won? No. Okay. No, not at all. This is... Uh, this they is, blew it. Yeah, Rachel Holman... She had two draws to win, yep. right? One in ten, one in eleven. She had those shots to win the game. She gave up the the steals in six and seven as well, and two shots that frankly she would normally make. She would, and, yeah. And she missed both of those. So I mean, she had four shots in essence to win a Canadian championship, and she missed all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, she she still gets a plus in this game. She outcurled Chelsea Carey by ten percent, even missing those shots and. To me, that's a sign of that that this isn't Alberta winning. I mean, the front end played really well for Alberta in the yeah. second half of that game, set things up nicely. Emma Miskew had some big misses in the second half as well. But th- this is all about Rachel Holman and her team, I think. Yeah, Sean, you're right. Uh, throwing like essentially the same draw twice in that tenth end, right? I mean, yeah. just yeah, that's not the. It's in that slide path that they we heard so much about. So all, much, oh my god! All week, holy cow! I know more about curling ice, or maybe I know less. I don't know, <laughs> uh, but but it was in that uh, slower area, and yeah. just yeah, couldn't seem to put enough oomph on it. No, so she comes up light there in, in ten, not by much, but certainly light. And the shot in eleven didn't have a chance. No, like at all. Like she just. Did not give it yeah. a I chance to, I, to get like, in. Based on the way she slid, I thought it was fine, and, and I guess it wasn't the extra extension that she needed. Uh, yeah, so it's a steal of two. So the final score is 8-6, to six, and Rachel Holman gives up a total of five stolen points. The only deuce that Chelsea Carey gets is in the 11th on that steal. She wasn't able to generate anything. No. And, and this is the thing, Scott, with this team that we've talked about so much. And it's clear if you look at the scoring numbers for the week two where Rachel Holman is so good defensively that she will not give up multiple scores very often. And yeah. she's so good at it. But the the issue that we have had, or at least I've had, with Rachel Holman and her team is that they're so much better than 99.9% of the teams mm-hmm. in the world. But she plays the style with that defensive style that lets other teams hang around. Now, she didn't do that tonight. She was up 5-1, to one, and they came back. But most games in an event like this she could have the game over by six ends she's that good and they're that good but they play a style that allows for other teams to keep it close because they want to keep it open yeah and you could argue even that even they did do that tonight in giving up those steals 
that where they took on shots that maybe they didn't have to. They could have played a draw. Yeah. Uh, and one of them played a run back instead, missed it. Uh, and the other one, they were sort of had to play the run back given uh, the situation. But yeah, yeah, they they didn't seem to care. They were like, whatever, we'll make it at the end, right? And right, and they didn't. And then they didn't. And this is what happens. And with with Jennifer Jones' team, for example, they tend to run it up to the point where at the end, if they miss, like it's not as big a deal. Not including this week, but right, yeah, but yeah, they they just sort of keep the foot on the gas going and, for sure. And I, you're right, Rachel Holman's team doesn't seem to do that. No, and, and so let's so let's look at the percentages that Rachel Holman finishes at 75. percent She was at for like, the game. She I, was in the 90s in the first half, so she yeah. she really tailed off in the second half. Chelsea Carey at 65. percent Sarah Wilkes at 64. I mean, your back end for Alberta yeah. is a combined. Sixty-four and a half percent, no good in a game, and you win uh, the Canadian Championship with that percentage. Uh, Dana Ferguson and Rachel Brown each at eighty-six percent. Lisa Weigel at eighty-five percent. Joe and Courtney at ninety. Emma Miskew down to seventy-six. Yeah, the, um, the front end uh, for Alberta was what gave them a chance. It sort of set them up. Yeah, um, gave Chelsea Carey a chance uh, on her last to make some good shots. She did make uh, a really good rock there with her last in in 11 to force that draw put it in exactly the right spot but again like you say it was an open draw to the forefoot yeah Uh, it was full forefoot and you expect rachel Holman to make yeah not like nine times out of ten so for sure and and what's interesting to me about this game scott is that you know we tweeted out at the start rachel Holman steals one and two and that's what happened last year in the olympic trials and I had said last year going to that game that unless Chelsea Carey gets a multiple with the hammer, it is the first score of the game that the game was over, and I didn't think she could come back. I kind of felt the same way tonight, yeah. to be honest. But obviously that that didn't play out. But it, it, it you know having stealing the first two ends, the team didn't have a lot of oomph. There was not a lot of conversation. They, mm-hmm. they seemed down. There was Chelsea Carey. This, this sort of you know. You know, what I do for a living is looking at sound, right? So, so the way she was calling lines, she sounded more nervous. Mm-hmm. There was more mm-hmm. urgency, but but almost in a negative way. That stuff that we've seen hold her back. We had that in the first half of the game. In the second half, when they were down, it was almost like we have nothing to lose. Yeah, and there wasn't that panic in their voice anymore. They seemed a lot more relaxed. Mm-hmm. And you know, for as sort of jokey stereotypical it is. Maybe she got Rachel Holman right where she wanted her, being down five to one, and she could just sort of more play more open, more free. And I mean, she still missed. I mean, the shot nine, she has a, a draw for two, which mm-hmm. maybe wasn't even there uh, that she pushed pitches through, and she wasn't even close on. But yeah, maybe it was there. I don't know. But it was her first one in nine that really gave Rachel the chance to yeah. to make the hit and flop and and whatnot. So yeah, like she was still a little bit nervous but you're right like once you're down so much and you're like well whatever let's just give him a go uh yeah. there, there was one uh shot i think in the third end when uh, chelsea carey was calling a freeze on a, a rock in the wing and the front end was like are we throwing a guard and right. she said what well what do you want to do like in a very abrupt way like what do you want like fine yes. we'll, we'll throw whatever and at that moment i thought well i mean it's it's over right like there's no way they can come back, but you know what? I'll credit uh, to whatever they said in the locker room there at Definitely halftime. Definitely worked. Uh, Definitely worked out. Those adjustments uh, sure worked. One hundred percent. And so now, Sean, the official team of the Game of Stones podcast has won the Canadian Championship. How good are we at 
picking teams to be our official team. Yeah, I guess we did well. And, and that's the other thing. Like this team, there's no expectation, at least from us, going into the week because they were they haven't been good this year. No, they've been they've really struggled, and they came in. They, they played this week a lot more open. They weren't mixing it up as much. They're Mm -hmm. more of a hitting team, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. playing a lot more defensively than we've seen in the past. And, you know, sort of the narrative was that that made Chelsea carry more relaxed. She didn't have as much in her head. We talked about that Friday night after the draws. And, okay, but she won the 1-2 game because Robin Silvernagel, which Mm -hmm. we'll talk about, she was in her head so much. Oh, I mean, and then Rachel Holman today, I, I'm still not sure what happened uh, to Rachel Holman and her team there. But like, and this doesn't take anything away. You win a Canadian championship, you're very, very good. Yeah. And I mean, you win two, you're great. I don't think the playoffs were really about Chelsea Carey at all. She played two teams that almost self destructed. Uh, I think you're right, Sean. They, like, to be fair to them, they were the top team there. All week, they got on yeah. a roll early, went two and two in that championship pool. So that was a little bit more of what we were expecting of them, right? Mm-hmm. Like to be a middle of the pack for team. sure. <clears throat> Excuse me, but uh, yeah, I mean, Robin. Like we'll talk about Robin Silvernagel's yeah. team uh, in, in a sec, but yeah, they just uh, imploded on on Saturday night. Yeah, and uh, sort of handed carry. The win. I mean, I don't know what her percentage was last night, but it wasn't very good either. So no, and she couldn't get draw weight last <clears throat> night at all. So when you curl like sixty five percent as a skip and can win the national championship, does that say something about uh, the rest of the field? Does that say something about the ice? Does that say something about uh, your resilience to be able to win despite it? Like. I'm I mean, not sure. I mean, maybe. So Chelsea Carey is actually 64% in the 1-2 game as well. Yeah. So remarkably consistent in the playoffs, Pete, <laughs> in the mid-60s. And she won She won a Canadian championship throwing 65% yeah. in the playoffs, which is a remarkable thing. And yes, stats don't really matter, but... But they do. But they do. I mean, my goodness. And, you know, it, that 1-2 that game in the seventh end, Robin, Robin Silvernagel just it got completely away from her. And she was playing these run backs. She had like four different shots in her head. She mm-hmm. clear like that is a first time a rookie skip who just got overwhelmed by the moment. And I think Robin Silvernegger would say that in retrospect too. Yeah. So yeah, just yeah. not to sort of pile on her. It's just what happens. I mean, <clears throat> rookie skips at the Briar and the Scotties don't make it to finals. That that doesn't happen because of the pressure that goes along with sure, it. Sure. Yeah. And it's a long week, like we talked about, and. And to be honest, like Stephanie Lawton didn't really step it up in that semifinal or that one-two game, rather. You no, know? she was at sixty-six percent. But you'd think, even even uh, in calming Robin Silvernagel down, I think because she was also not playing at her best, she wasn't able to say, "Okay, uh, what's the shot? Let's make it clear in our heads what we're going to play, and let's go down and do it and make it." For sure. And and uh, it's sort of all, all sort of unraveled. A little bit again this morning in that uh, that one two game. I thought they were a little better. They were better in the semifinal for sure. In the semifinal, and they, they were able to it together. Back. Yeah, yeah. They they came back, clawed back. Um, their front end played really really well this morning. Um, but we had like this bit of a conversation, Sean, and and what if you had told Robin Silvernagel at the start of the week 
you were going to lose the semifinal to Rachel Homan. She's fine. She she would have said, "Holy cow, that's a dream that's a great week." week. Right? She'd definitely take that. I, I think what's great about that game this morning, that semifinal, is that Robin Silvernegger gives up a four in the sixth end. And yeah. you feel right there, okay, the game's, game's over, over, right? I, I, I came close to turning it off. Yeah, me too. Thinking that, okay, the game's over, nothing's going to happen. And then in seven, she comes back and scores three, and she gets three right back. Yeah. And that's the sign, and they said it on the broadcast too, of a team, and more importantly of a skip, who learned, right? That quick turnaround from Saturday night to Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon in, in Cape Breton. But yeah. Turn it around really fast, figuring out, you know, growing, learning in this in the moment. You could see it right there that she wasn't as scattered this morning as she was last yeah. night. And, and that's a good sign, I think, for the team moving forward that it, she was able to park Saturday night really quickly. Yeah, yeah. So, I think uh, this is definitely not the last we've seen of this team coming out of Saskatchewan. No, uh, for sure. So uh, the only other game we didn't talk about so far was the, the three four game. And that makes us sad because we like Krista McCarville. Yeah. And, and again, it's a game that shows to me how if that team had the does not not just that's not fair to say the desire, but the the opportunity to play on tour as frequently as some of the other teams that they could they could win a Scotties. Yeah, I think it's fair to say desire, Sean, and because they they don't there's. Their season is set up such that the Scotties is their goal. They want to get to the Scotties and they want to do well there, and they do. You know, yeah. They, I mean, they get there and they do really well. And based on based on the other teams in the playoffs, I I think they could have won a Canadian Championship this year, Sean, playing against that Chelsea Carey throwing sixty something percent. Yeah, no, you know? sure. Yeah, if she, they're at eight yeah. and three. If the tiebreakers work out, and they're the number two team. Mm-hmm. I could see them, you know, being in the winner's circle. Yeah. So, you know, uh, a pretty good week there for all the teams. I Do you want to do this real quick? Go through all the yeah, teams? Yeah, so let's go through. Let's let's do uh, coast to coast to coast and run through all the teams. And, and we'll, we'll just talk about whether or not this was a good week for them. Like, if we had told them at the start of the week, this is what your week will be. Yeah. Will they think that that is a good week? So let's start the easternmost province let's start with newfoundland and labrador kelly sharp and her squad they struggled all week uh, in their games obviously not making it into that championship pool i think uh they might have wanted another win there they got one win this week i believe so maybe another win would have been good for them but overall i i can't say that they would be terribly terribly disappointed i don't think their expectations were there to make that uh, championship but but they also didn't make it to the 10th end of any of their games like they conceded all of their games well, except means, for the game against UConn so yeah, somebody conceded to them so they were on. they were uh, fast and furious in their games but yeah not not really much I mean they their complaint would be that they should have gotten some more TV time on the updates but hey nothing wrong with that nothing uh, wrong now they got some beautiful shirts to take home they do uh who's next uh Nova Scotia yeah, so let's move over to Nova Scotia. Yeah, I would say disappointment. Yeah, there definitely, for Jill definitely dif- disappointment for Jill Brothers. Only going two and five, and it just got off to a bad start. I think we we talked on our preview that that first game against British Columbia mm-hmm. in that pool where that fourth spot was up for grabs, we felt that that might have been the game to determine it. They lose to British Columbia, giving up a four yeah. in the tenth end, really propelling Sarah Work, and Jill Brothers was not really able to uh, come back. She ends up going zero and four. 
before beating uh, Quebec. Yeah, she got sick too, Sean. Lost her yeah, voice. Yeah, lost so, her voice. Uh, tough, tough week for them. So let's move north to uh, New Brunswick. How do you think New Brunswick feels? I think they're going to be a little disappointed. Andrea Crawford and her team at three and four. Again, another team that we talked about that would be in that range of they could make the championship pool. And, you know, if you look at the games that they won, they beat UConn. They got a big win against Team Canada and Jennifer Jones. Yeah, that's right. And then the win against Newfoundland and Labrador. And I I think as we talked about in the preview, too, the game against PEI and Saskatchewan were games that if you're Andrea Crawford, you are circling and looking at, uh, and also Northwest Territories, that those three teams we felt would be in the mix for a playoff spot. But with Andrew Crawford, pretty new team playing together yeah. and hasn't been there in a couple of years. So, you know, three and four, maybe a little disappointed, but I'm going to say uh, it's a success week for them because back at the Scotties after a layoff for Andrea and they beat Jennifer Jones, which yeah. they've never done before. So, you know what? Tick that box. Move on to next year. And the TV game, too, when they did it. Exactly. So yeah. that's always a, you know, the, the, being the TV, it might not seem like it. And the players will always say it doesn't matter when they're on TV, but they know. Oh, yeah. They I know. mean, it, and it, because, I mean, it's hard not to tell that yeah. you're on the, the TV game. And there, there is a different vibe. And you, you can see in the arena, too, yep. if a game gets switched to the TV game, there's a different vibe for the players out there. So uh, having that be on TV, I think, was a big step, too. Absolutely. So uh, Prince Edward Island, we got to say they're very happy with the Definitely week. Definitely a successful week there. Set a bunch of records, stole some points. Suzanne Burt, we were thinking uh, maybe she's in the category, getting close to the category of Krista McCarvel, right, where if she could get out there and play more, uh, she could be one of the best shooters in the country, former yep. world junior champion. So, uh, nothing bad there. How about Quebec? Definitely a disappointment for them. Uh, not winning a game. Uh, unfortunately for them going 0 and 7, the loss to Nunavut in the first draw, certainly a disappointment. They had an open hit for the win. They played, they had blanks in eight and nine to get to that 10th mm-hmm. then with hammer and they weren't able to pull it off. So I think a disappointment for them, but again, a junior team, and two years in a row now, we've had junior teams coming out of Quebec. Mary-France LaRouche, I believe, has been there both years with those teams mm-hmm. as either the fifth or the coach. And hopefully this maybe will be building something in Quebec. You know, we've talked in the past that it's it's tough to get women's teams and men's teams, frankly, in Quebec to sign up for the provincial playdowns. So having junior teams who are there, who are interested, who are invested, hopefully this is a good sign mm-hmm. and learning experience for them. So I'm sure they're disappointed but I, I, it would have been hard to expect them much more from them going into the week. Uh, fair enough. Ontario, big disappointment. Huge disappointment. Rachel Homan doesn't come to Scotty's to make the final. No. She comes to win, doesn't win, thus week is a disappointment. 100%. No question. Uh, Northern Ontario. I think they're fine. They're fine. They I, made the playoffs. I think they're disappointed, but I don't know if they go in with this expectation that it's win or bust for them. I think it's playoffs or bust for them. And they were able to do that, yeah. make the playoffs. So good on them. Yep. Man- Manitoba. Huge disappointment. Big disappointment. Giant yeah. disappointment. And not, I mean, not just for Tracy <clears throat> Fleur, who obviously gets a uh, team candidate as well, but also Carrie Anderson. There was a chance yep. last Thursday night that we would have three Manitoba teams in the playoffs. Exactly. And and we end up with none. With none in the playoffs. And Tracy Fleur, she just didn't have it this week. The draw weight which is what she needs for, for her style of, of game calling, just wasn't there all week. Yep. And losing that tiebreaker, and they were full fair to lose that tiebreaker too. That wasn't a situation where you know, they, they really lost it. 
necessarily. I mean, no, they didn't BC play well. Played really but BC well. played really, really yeah. well. And yeah, definitely a huge disappointment, I would have to think. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And uh, we've touched on Saskatchewan. They got to be happy with successful the Successful week, week for them, no question. Big time successful week. Alberta, I would say, yeah, successful week. You win. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's fair. Uh, British Columbia. Good week. For sure. Great, great week successful. for them. Uh, rookie Skip makes the championship pool. They get to play against uh, Jennifer Jones. Pretty big, uh, big thrill, I'm sure. Yep. So good on them. Uh, Team UConn won a game. What else can you say? I mean, you come yep. out, you have fun. They won a game. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm sure they're satisfied with the experience. Yep. And the game they won was against their neighbors, Northwest Territories. Who's that's a big disappointment. Disappointing I mean, week. It, yeah. You know, I, I think it's it's honestly between Carrie Galusha and Tracy Fleury for who is going to be the most disappointed, I think, coming out of this week, that Carrie Galusha and her team, we talked about it Friday night, put so much into this year. Mm-hmm. They invested a lot of time. They have invested a lot of money into playing. And they had a good season in the events that they entered. And they came in and they just, they, they just fell apart on Wednesday. They were in position. Um, they were 3-1. and one. They were 3-2 and two going into Wednesday. And they lose the two games Wednesday, including that game to UConn on Wednesday night that would have put them into a tiebreaker and it just wasn't there for them. And I, I, that's the team that, you know, Carrie Galusha has been building and building and building to the point where she could potentially be a playoff contender and certainly a championship pool contender. And I, I think for this team, it was championship pool or, or disappointment like that yeah. if the, without making that was a disappointment especially in the pool they were in that was open and they had the chance to make it and they put themselves in such good position yeah being at three and one and all they had to do there was was knock off the yukon to put them in a, a yeah. tiebreaker game with canada and weren't able to pull it out uh nunavut we talked about big week for them successful great, great uh, success 100%. getting a win yep. uh team wildcard I think they're going to be disappointed with that. You know, we talked in the preview that whichever team won that wildcard game would be a, a threat to make the playoffs. For sure. Obviously, uh, seven and four is a good week, but you know, we touched on it Friday. Not good enough to make it into the playoffs. Yeah. Is that a problem with the format? I don't think so. I think you might think it is, but they just didn't win enough games, and certainly a disappointment for Casey Scheidegger. Yeah. So that's Sean. If I'm counting five or six teams that would would count the week as a disappointment for them. Uh, so, you know, we got more than half the teams are pretty happy with their week. Yeah, and, and I think bad. this is, you know, we, we touched on it again. This was a good field compared to what we had last year. And, you know, last year was so top-heavy. There's There was a top-heaviness this year as well, This is, which is always going to be the case as the Scotties and the Briar maintain this format. But it wasn't nearly as top-heavy this year. And you had a lot more diversity. You had, I think, six teams who, you know last year would have been favorites and this year you know not jennifer jones misses the playoffs tracy flurry doesn't make it to the 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 championship championship pool pool. casey scheidegger doesn't make the playoffs those are three teams who are very good and in a normal scotty's year you would think are playoff threats would be threats for sure right on so uh any final thoughts about the scotty's i'm i still don't know what just happened Yeah, I, insane, I, I have right? no idea. We're gonna have uh-huh. to sleep on this one. Yeah, though. so uh, so uh, yeah, that's our thoughts. I mean, congratulations to Chelsea Carey, for sure. Yeah, um, and to their their team, and good luck in the women's world curling championships. Should we should we tell them that they're our official team? 
I guess now we, <laughs> now that they've won, I guess we could uh, yeah. we could let them know. Uh, and certainly let us know your thoughts on a, a rather uh, surprising Sunday night out there in Sydney, Nova Scotia. Surprising, at least, after the fourth end. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and what happened there. Yeah. Uh, but certainly congratulations to Chelsea Carrier. And well done to the people out there in Sydney as well. Um, the The attendance wasn't great all week, but it was okay. And they packed it for the final tonight. 3,500 for the final this evening. Uh, 2,400 for the semifinal. And 2,100 for... Remarkably consistent numbers at uh, 25, 24, 24. Like really very, very consistent. Bit of a dip through the middle of the week as usually happens at this event. But uh, they packed it tonight. Yeah, and and the difference between them and some other fans might be that they made as much noise as as it made it feel like there was twice as many people there yeah a lot of really people. really good yeah, uh good crowd yeah so uh so congratulations everybody safe travels home for those folks out there in nova scotia we'll be back with you later in the week scott there is not a lot of turnaround time this is the best time of the year scotty's to briar scotty's to briar yeah look so, out uh got a week to sleep and then uh, back at it yeah so the whole crew will uh you know dismantle the whole setup in sydney and right out to Brandon for the Briar uh, in Manitoba, where we'll have, it's cool, we'll have Team Carruthers as the home team, yep. but it's so close to Saskatchewan. We're going to have a lot of Saskatchewan folks there for Kirk Myers Big time. and his squad. So sort of, you know, a home team and a half almost. And for uh, Dave Merklinger's sake, I hope he's not making the ice because, uh, <laughs> boy, they ragged on him a lot. They really week. got on him this week, yeah. So hopefully it's Hans or somebody else. <laughs> For uh, for Dave's own mental well-being, <laughs> um, but yeah, so so we'll be back later in the week with our big Briar preview. If you have not yet, please do subscribe to the show, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your shows. Give us likes, ratings, all that good stuff. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Game of Stones Pod. Also, you can email the show Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. So we will be back with you later in the week. But until then. Keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern.